Hey guys, uh, <laughs> welcome to the Great Cave. I'm Kovu, and I'm Monty. I'm the I'm the co-host, as you would say. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, man, this is episode one. This is Ground Zero. So you know, um, we're just gonna chop it up. You know, have organic conversation. Um, I've talked to Monty a lot throughout the years, and uh, we we thought we should uh, put our POV uh, out there, like the Great Cave. It's pretty simple. It's like a play on the the term man cave, but gray mm-hmm. is like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people in and like on our planet looks at things as like from a black and white perspective, whereas like gray is generally the color that I think the truth represents. Right? It's it's not it's not binary. It's you know it's complicated. It's messy and stuff like that. And um, yeah, there's not a lot of that nuanced POV out there. Um, and that's just what I want to give to the world or, or, you know, contribute to the world while also having fun because I, I like to consider myself a conversationalist and all of that jazz. Yeah, yeah. Me and uh, Kovu, we always, uh, you know, always try to find the middle ground with most things. Obviously, some things you can't just, some things just got to be black and white. But I think most things, you know, most things, most things got to gray to it, don't you think? Definitely. definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Perspectives. Perspective is everything, man. Um, yep. Certain backgrounds or whatever. So, um, yeah, man, let's 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 jump into it. I guess um, we're gonna start with uh, uh, certain topics like uh, Trump. So, I just got a headline that says Trump says he is ending COVID nineteen relief negotiations after the election. Um, now that's a headline. I haven't done any like deeper digging, but based off of that, just based off of that, without any like context that that looks pretty bad just in because it's like you're putting your your status or or potential status ahead of like american lives or whatever like the the coronavirus is a real thing and you would think the fact that since he has it it would bring a new perspective you know like the word of the day might be perspective and you would think somebody that like may have uh, contracted COVID would have a, a totally different outlook on the on the virus and um you know my nephew had COVID. And I'm pretty sure that changed his perspective. I don't know if he was necessarily wearing a mask, mask uh, uh, everywhere he was supposed to be wearing a mask, but um, COVID kicked his ass, as he would say. So I would, you would think that that would be the number one priority, like almost putting the election to the side a little bit. And I'm not just saying that as somebody that's not voting for Trump. I'm just saying, like, as the president, the commander in chief of this nation, you would think that uh, protecting the quote unquote American people. Uh, would be number one on his list of priorities. So it says, President Trump announced Tuesday afternoon that he has rejected the Democrats' latest stimulus proposal, claiming that claiming that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is not negotiating in good faith. Earlier on Tuesday, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell warned of, quote, tragic economic consequences if additional stimulus was not provided to overcome the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic. See, um, I'm kind of surprised. Like uh, that he's that's, that he's not, you know, taking uh, putting the stem, stimulus bill just uh, just forward because, uh, you know, because a couple of days ago he tweeted tweeted that uh, we need the stimulus like right now. He was he was pretty he was pretty he was pretty pissed off about it. He was like, yo, we need the stimulus right now. But I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I, I don't know what's going on inside the White House, man. It's like a, it's like they're, they're kind of going back and forth and. This seems like election loser to me because uh, 
you you want to give these people money, man. People 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 are still suffering out there, and I feel like you know, it, it seems common sense to just just put put money into people's ha- people's hands right now. And he's I don't know he's he's not really he's not really I'm kind of I'm kind I'm kind of I don't know what's going on inside Trump's head right now. I don't know if, if the coronavirus is kind of kind of making his head even even looser than it is already. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with Trump. Yeah. Well, what's what's somewhat interesting is, you know, you remember, uh, you probably read about him leaving the hospital um, way too early. And apparently his mindset was, uh, I think it was on Fox News, where he said he wanted to show the country strength because he's a leader. He said, any leader in my position would have done the same thing. They would have put, you know, this idea of the concept of leadership and, and courage ahead of their own uh, health. Uh, he actually apparently took a photo op, like he got off the helicopter and uh, as he was walking to the White House, like right before he got in, he took his mask off. And you can tell that uh, that's very much like a photo uh, opportunity for him to, I guess, in his mind, put out this uh, image of strength. He wants to be looked at as strong, but the problem is a lot of people see that as stupidity. A lot of people have criticized him for uh, unnecessarily exposing like secret service members and you know everybody around him in the White House to uh, COVID just for his own uh, ego or whatever. So um, yeah, man, I, I guess what's going to unfold in the what next month? It's going to be very interesting, right? The election. November, is- man, just uh, just one month away and. I don't know. I'm I'm ready to get out of America, man. It just seems like it's gonna be chaos. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But at this point, I don't know. You can't really travel anywhere, so you're pretty much stuck. Uh, you know, going through the suffer. Uh, you know, just the chaos and just going through it. Uh, just yeah, all throughout. I don't know what's gonna happen, man. Yeah, it's also interesting because I've been reading that like the physicians, doctors, and White House. Like, there's been so many different signals about. Trump's health. Like one moment, oh yeah, he's okay. And then there's uh, another moment, oh, he's not out of the woods yet. So there's definitely some uh, communication breakdowns going on. Uh, but yeah, man, that's 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 pretty crazy. Um, this was following, this is like what, following the, the debate. And the debate was, I've been referring to it as a clown ass debate. Just, just the, 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 the content in which I've seen, you know, I saw quite a bit of it and uh, it was really hard to watch. Some people are saying this is the worst uh, debate, presidential debate, in, at least in modern times. And so um, do, I, do I agree with that? I, I don't know, man. 2016's debate was hella crazy as well. But for some reason, yeah. there's, a different, there's a different energy with this one because of COVID-19 and all of the, the ramifications of of that virus. I think um, it's a lot less hee hee ha ha because, you know, back in 2016, even people that hated Trump was laughing at the little soundbite where Trump was like, oh yeah, because you would be in jail. You know, when he responded to Hillary Clinton, he had a lot of those one line zingers. There was the political theater where he brought out um, the the Bill Clinton uh, rape accusers uh, to the front row. You know, there that was political yeah. 2016. I think this time around, it was just a lot more, it was just a lot more dark. It was a lot darker. Um, and I mean, people even went at, uh, the moderator, Chris, Chris Wallace. And, uh, I, I mean, I guess I can see that, but I don't think he did. I don't think he did anything that, that was, uh, that wouldn't be expected of him. Like you obviously know he has this like left bent or whatever. 
I guess what people would want is like somebody like Joe Rogan. I've, I've seen people call for Joe Rogan to be the moderator uh, of the next debate or whatever. But um, um, and then people counted the amount of times Chris Wallace had uh, interrupted Trump. I think it was like 12. He interrupted Biden 12 times and he interrupted Trump 76 times. 76 times and people look at that number and think that's an indication of bias and i'm not saying that chris wallace isn't biased but i don't think that number by itself explains the whole truth because you're only going to interrupt somebody as a moderator uh if you feel like they're they're talking over uh their opponent or something like that but uh yeah that's that's just that's just my two cents um obviously trump said a lot of crazy shit in terms of the the stand back and stand by to the proud boys that was a uh, that had to be alarming. I knew that was shocking, man. That was shocking. Cause yeah. uh, so the question was like, uh, you know, do you denounce white supremacy and the Proud Boys? And he found any way to just not say I denounce white supremacy. Like he he tried to go around it just just for like five freaking minutes and just you know he always he always tried to find a but like you know but this but that especially like but. What about Antifa? What about this? What about the leftists, uh, the mob and everything? I yeah. mean, you you can't really just say, why can't you just say, you know, I denounce white supremacy? It's not that hard, man. So it's yeah. pretty crazy, man. Yeah. Um, but then Monty people might criticize us for like being shocked because to like a, a certain amount of people. A lot of people, like, they're not shocked at anything anymore. Like, the threshold for being shocked is, like, totally destroyed when it comes to Trump. Um, and I can't I can't really blame him. But, I mean, a part of me still feels like even Trump would say, yeah, bro, I don't, I don't fuck with white supremacists because even white supremacists would denounce, denounce other white supremacists. So, yeah, I like, like, I don't know, man. I feel like he has a base to just satisfy now and he's just trying to, he's just trying to satisfy those little people that, those passionate fan fans that he has right now. And I don't know if that's, that's going to be enough to win an election for you. Cause this is, this is not 2016 anymore. Cause we have been through some shit with Trump so far. And, and this, this might be different, but we still don't know, man, anything could still happen. And, and we still have the mail-in voting fraud and all that shit, all that, all that talk going on. And I don't know yeah. what might happen, especially, especially Trump. He, he really, he really made kind of clear that that if he loses, he might not leave the White House. But if he loses, he has to leave it. And I don't know. He he might he might call out his more more extremist supporters out there. And there could be there there might be some violence going on, man. And I I'm gonna stay out the fuck uh, I'm gonna stay the fuck out the way of yeah, whatever yeah. happens, man. Stay out the streets, yeah. Um, yeah. There and and those undertones, the 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 like little undertones of threatening. Uh, violence if he loses the election or whatever has been um, like as early as 2015, 2016, definitely before the first uh, election that he was involved in. And uh, he definitely said like, look, I'm not saying I endorse anybody riding, but just know if I lose, it was something to the effect of if I lose, you guys deserve it <laughs> or, or something like that. Like, like people are like, I can't control them, you know, because people really want change in this country. And so if I lose, you're denying them change and yada, yada, yada. So there's definitely those undertones. And even this time around, he's automatically, like he's already coming up with these like excuses for like, if he loses. But my, my whole thing about that is like, if he's saying that the election is rigged, just like he did the first time around, you would think that if he won, he would be like, oh, well, it was rigged. So I don't want to- <laughs> yeah, he's I, not going to do that. 
but he will only call it rigged if he loses, of course. And um, that's silly. But it's also priming his base. Like if Trump, let's say Trump legitimately loses this time around, there's going to be a lot of people in his base that will say that um, Trump was fucked out of an opportunity uh, uh, to be a second term, a two term president. Like he's already priming his fan base and certain Republicans to say, uh, you know, he, he, he uh, illegitimately lost. So um, that is, it's going to be interesting. And whatever happens in November is definitely going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of headlines, a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, and we'll we'll be here, you know, on the Great Cave, looking over looking over it all. The the crazy reactions. I remember um, the first time Trump won. Obviously, this podcast didn't exist, but if it did, Monty, there was a lot of material to go over uh, <laughs> the first time around. Like, goddamn. I remember uh, Dave Chappelle was on SNL saying, like, yo, we need to give Trump a chance. And then, like, what, six months later, he was like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> like, uh, that yeah, I was that. on that boat also, man. I was like, you know, let me let, – let's see what happens, man. And it has not been good, bro. It's, it's just been a clown show. Definitely. Definitely a circus. And um, I, I can only imagine being, like, a, a, a citizen in a foreign country just looking at this. I always think about that. Like, man, what? Oh, yeah. The average, like – Japanese person, uh, European person, Brit- British person see when they're looking at um, Trump, like through the, the through the lens of the news or his rally speeches on YouTube. Like I'm, I'm always interested in um, other people's perspective. Uh, and, I think um, is uh, I think is this kind of the same throughout. You know how in America, I guess uh, you know if, if the electoral college did not exist, I feel like he would be he would be losing uh, the election pretty much, but. You know, I feel like, you know, most the general public, even all over the world, they'd be like, yo, what is going on in America with Trump? But, you know, I think he still has his hardcore base, even even in other countries, you know, because a lot of other countries has, has their own far right uh, movements going on, you know, so they definitely probably look at Trump as an inspiration. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, and not only that, I mean, I haven't checked on the I haven't checked like the geopolitics uh, like uh, like globally, but I'm hearing that, or at least I heard like last year that there was a lot of like Trump-like or Trump-light candidates uh, blowing up. I heard in uh, like Southern America, uh, oh, yeah. uh, the Philippines. Yeah, Britain, Britain has, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on this name, but he, he looks like a mirror image of Trump pretty much. <laughs> Boris Johnson, uh, Boris Johnson, yeah, he he looks like uh he's like he looks like a Trump clone, it's it's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> he, Boris Johnson, I, I'll give him this. He at least comes off as if he, you know, has higher than a third grade reading level. You know, oh, yeah. I mean? it's a little <laughs> yeah. bit more yeah. finesse, I think, to Boris. Like I saw Boris Johnson handle like journalists that was uh, outside of his house. Like he went outside of his house to give like opposition journalist T and they kept asking him questions about uh, Brexit and immigration. And he was like, no, I'm not here to talk about this, but you, you guys can, you're welcome to some tea. And he made them laugh. Like he made, yeah, he definitely more- has more, you know, his, his charm and wit isn't as, you know, isn't as dangerous as Trump, I would say, you know, definitely, definitely. Um, so I, I'll give them that, but, um, but definitely my friend, my friends in the UK are not, are not digging Boris Johnson as well. Um, and not necessarily just, you know, liberals either. So, cause I want to be clear out there guys. I'm, I, I'm not in like a, 
like an echo chamber. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I like to talk to a lot of people. There, there's common sense all over the spectrum, at least if you're not on the far sides of either spectrum. Uh, so Yeah, I feel like, you know, uh, I feel like, you know, Trump isn't, isn't all bad. You know, he, he still has his good once in a while. I feel like, you know, maybe some policies, you know, benefits Americans in a way that, you know, that yeah. maybe liberals are, would not mention. Like maybe, maybe when it comes to taxes and small businesses, but you know, everything, everything has, everything has is black and white. So, you know, we look in the, we look in the middle ground. Yep. Ultimately you got to pull out like a Libra scale and, and weigh the pros and cons to, I feel like make a, make a, to have an informed opinion basically. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people just look at one side of the scale. Yeah. We're not, we're not, uh, you know, avid Biden supporters either, you know, but I feel like when I, when you compare it to Trump, he comes off he comes off as like a, as like a competent, actual competent president to me. But you know, we'll we'll see we'll see how it happens because yeah. we can't judge that either un- unless you know he actually wins and actually puts some for he puts forth any some policies that could actually uh, bring some better change. But I don't know, man. He he he's also part of the part of the liberal you know the hierarchy that that could be just 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 kind of the elites yeah yeah just kind of keeps going on the same type of system that doesn't really change for the for the people like uh, you and me probably you know probably probably people like normal people are just people the working class people are just people that are suffering right now and just i don't know man we'll see we'll see what happens definitely definitely um okay so on to the next topic I, and I know, guys, like, <laughs> episode one of The Great Cave, we started off on, like, uh, something political. And I wouldn't necessarily call this a, quote-unquote, political uh, podcast, but, I mean, that's what's do- that's that's what's dominating the headlines right now. Like, literally, that's the oh, biggest no, we'll, we'll go We'll go over <laughs> all over the place from, yeah, yeah, we, from we're definitely... aliens to freaking, uh, you know, comic books. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's going to be all over the place. Right, right, right. So um, the next topic I'm looking at right now says, Rihanna has issued an apology after being criticized for a song that played in her 2020 Savage uh, Savage Fenty fashion show last week. Uh, so I wonder, I'm clicking on this uh, article to see what, what that's about. But uh, good on Rihanna for apologizing. Um, you know, well, <laughs> I know some people are like, I hate when celebrities apologize. Like, uh, like people get more, there, there's a group of people that get more upset when celebrities apologize than than uh, offended from uh, for the perceived. Yeah, yeah. Perceived. You know, do do you think uh, she apologized? Does she just she just cause she got caught, or do you think you know she mm. apologized genuinely and said you know she she might not know she might have not known that this was like something that could come off as very insensitive. Right. Uh, I'm gonna give her the. I'm actually gonna give her the benefit of the doubt because um, she's never done anything to show me that she's she just kowtowing to like popular uh, opinion or whatever like she doesn't strike me as a woman that she's gonna uh, apologize just because she pissed her like certain people off like i've seen her go at fans like on her instagram and say some like pretty pretty savage remarks to them and she never apologized about that so just based off of what i know about her i would assume that she has some like uh integrity um and yeah that that's just my that's just my initial assumption about her but um hold on a lot of these uh Articles are, are behind a paywall, so I'm trying to find a website that isn't trying to make me pay. Let's see. 
Rihanna apologizes to Muslim community. All right. Yahoo Entertainment. Let's go. <clears throat> so it says, while the designer and singer was praised for the inclusive, uh, inclusivity of her fashion show, which streamed on Prime Video on Friday, Prime Video on Friday, she's since faced backlash for having the lingerie model strut to the song Doom by London-based producer Cuckoo Chloe. I probably butchered that, but yeah, Cuckoo Chloe. Uh, the song, which is on the show's official soundtrack, includes sacred Islamic verses, specifically a remix of the Hadith narration of a Hadith narration from the Prophet Muhammad about the end of times and Judgment Day, leading Rihanna, leading Rihanna's Muslim fans to call her over it, call her out over it. Um, okay, so. They, they this could be a touchy subject, you know, because uh, <laughs> it really could. It really with uh, with Islamic, you know, just anything related to Islam that could be touchy, very touchy subject. Uh, either or, either side, you know. Yeah. So I, don't I know. at least want to. I at least want to uh, read her apology. Like uh, it says, <clears throat> I'd like to thank the Muslim community for pointing out a huge oversight that was unintentionally offensive in our Savage Fenty show. Uh, I would more importantly like to apologize to you for this honest yet careless mistake. We understand that we have hurt many of our Muslim brothers and sisters, and, and I'm incredibly disheartened by this. I do not play with any kind of disrespect toward God or any religion, and therefore the use of the song in our project was completely irresponsible. Moving forward, we will make sure nothing like this ever happens again. Thank you for your forgiveness and understanding, uh, Rihanna. I, I, I really do think she's sincere. I, yeah, Rihanna I doesn't like... strike me as somebody that played with God. Like she did. He takes yeah. that pretty seriously. So yeah, this definitely seems like a very sincere, honest mistake to me. So I feel like I, I don't think people should be, you know, if you still see people mad at her for this, I don't know, man. It seems like you're just being being too reactionary still, because this seems like a you know genuine apology. Because I don't know, I think it's just an oversight. Right, right. That, even that the producer, even over. the producer, hold on, the producer touched on something that I, I think is actually interesting and somewhat uh, concerning. So it says, I want to deeply apologize for the offense caused by the vocal samples used in my song, Doom. The song was created using samples from ballet funk tracks I found on online. At the time, I was not aware that these samples used text from uh, an, a, an Islamic hadith. I take full responsibility for the fact that I did not research these words properly and want to thank those of you who have taken the time to explain this to me. We have been in the process of having the song urgently removed from all streaming platforms. So the interesting thing about that is, Monty, like, you know, a lot of producers will sample shit from yeah. different languages because it sounds cool, <laughs> but not know what it actually says. And, um, you know, as an artist myself, I've always thought about, like, like rapping on something that uh that that involves a sample from another language but just because it sounds cool but i always thought like what if i'm making a song about love but the actual sample words corresponds to like something like hate or depression or something you know like but i'm rapping over it because it sounds cool or whatever so that's true um, that's true because you know with foreign you know foreign songs uh, if you want to sample any like foreign foreign you know just vocals or just you know samples and we don't really know what's, what what they're really saying, but it, it if it sounds cool, man, we we fuck with it. So, and uh, so that's I, I feel like you know the producer just made an honest mistake, and it, it wasn't even a mistake. It was just uh, something she just you know didn't really think about and thought you know it, it sounded cool, and so she she probably just you know made something made something with the vocals, and 
Right. right. Like this just an oversight on, on everybody's part. Exactly. Especially since the show apparently was celebrated for its inclusivity. Like Rihanna want everybody to feel, you know, welcome in that that when it comes to that company and that brand. So I think the last thing they would have wanted to do is involve something so so sacred. So sacred. You know, Muslims don't play about the hadith or, or the Quran or anything like that. So um much respect to them. Um yeah, you got to respect the boundaries, you know, just uh, there's some things you just can't, you just can't, you know, touch. And uh, I feel like, you know, it's just an honest mistake. And I guess they should just, I feel like, you know, they, they should just, they should just move on from this. Now now they, now that they apologize. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, next subject. There is the, there is the case of um, Tory Lanez going on right now oh that's uh that's another that's another that's another doozy subject man it is bro because i i gotta be i gotta be real with you Monty. like at first when 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 megan stallion well first when the story came out there was a lot of confusion because megan didn't come didn't come out immediately and say tory lane shot me but people that were interested kind of like connected the dots and everything was pointing to tory lane's uh people looked up his his uh you know the charges and it didn't say it like assault with a deadly weapon or anything. I don't know what it says right now, but at the at the time, I think it was just possession of a deadly a, a firearm. And he's not a citizen in America. He's from Canada, so uh, yeah, I think I think you're not supposed to have a firearm if you're from another country uh, while in America. But I could be wrong. Anyway, um, then like what a month later, uh, well, she tried to move on from it. Like Megan tried to move on from it by like twerking on her Instagram and like. Uh, promoting music and stuff like that. But people in the comments were like questioning her, like saying like, oh, that must've been a publicity stunt then since you're not like talking about it, since you're not dwelling on it. When in reality, she, I think she was just trying to get past it. I think she lost her mom this year as well. And um, so she's having a rough year. And so her dancing and twerking had people like, like actually shitting on her because she wouldn't sit there and dwell on it. So she finally came out in a very emotional uh, uh, Instagram live with no makeup and say yeah that nigga shot me and he's now trying to tell his publicist to go tell media that you know something other than the truth occurred and uh the truth is he shot me in my feet and she also posted pictures of her feet with the bullet hole so it's just like a recap obviously you guys probably already know about this but i just want to put everything in perspective so at that time there was this overwhelming support for megan and stallion even bun b the like a a, a, a hip-hop yoda like bun b is like like a legend you know, like of UGK thing with him and Pimp C, a Bumby and Pimp C, what they did is like, you know, remarkable. Their legacy is like forever cemented, but Bun B has since evolved into like this um, uh, professor of sorts. Like he's actually taught hip hop courses in college. And uh, I think that's really great. I think hip hop courses should exist in college. I think there's courses on Jay-Z, Kanye. Uh, there should be courses on Wayne, Master P. Like, like yeah, let's, let's do that. But Anyway, my point in saying that is Bumby is a very reserved guy. He's a very uh, uh, logical person. You know, you, you we've never really seen him jump out the window to curse somebody out or like uh, condemn somebody. He's very chill. Matter of fact, if anything, I think he's the type of guy to be a mediator. So if two two parties are beefing in hip hop, he would be the type to try to like sit them down and uh, come to an understanding. But boy, when when he heard about the Tory Lane situation and making a stallion, um, came out with that laugh, Bun B saw the reaction from a lot of guys calling her a snitch. And and then we got like a 10 minute video from Bun B, which was the most emotional I've ever seen him. He was angry. He was like angry at our 
at, at black men for not defending uh, black women. And, you know, mm. black women are considered the, one of the most uh, vulnerable, uh, uh, vulnerable uh, populations on this earth, like the, the vulnerable groups on this earth, like black women are, are often unprotected and, and, and stuff like that, abused. Uh, uh, very true. Very true. Yeah. So, so Bun B wanted to stick up for Megan Thee Stallion, which I'm glad he did, because again, he's not known for condemning anybody, but he was really going at Tory Lanez's throat. And so, um, yeah, it, it seemed like all support was for Megan Thee Stallion. And I was talking to, uh, I think you, Brady, uh, to a lot of people, like, man, what can Tory really do? Like, based off what we do, speculating on the information that we got. What can Tory Lanez really do or say? He he was you know before that incident he was one of the most charismatic and and, and loudest voices in hip hop. You know when the when COVID hit he was uh, uh, he had quarantine radio and broke the Instagram live record like he had the most numbers and then six nine you know broke that. But regardless, Tory Lanez was one of the biggest names with the biggest shows uh, and him and Megan Thee Stallion was was building a rapport with each other. Somebody would say uh, that they were, were dating, you know, there were videos of them in the hot tub and all that. So he was really at the peak of his career. His music was popping. He just got his head, uh, hairline restored. And um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, everything was looking great for him. And then that incident happened and then he was quiet. There was no post for like a long time. And so then he does this, something that I think was like kind of, not kind of, I think it was ill-advised, which was, uh, um, well, shit, before, before I get to that, before I get to that infamous tweet where he says, hey, 9 p.m. tonight, uh, I'm tired of being silent, or uh, fans, I apologize for my silence. Before that even happened, there was a text that leaked of Tory Lanez, and I saw this on Breakfast Club. It was a, it was a text that was reported to, uh, uh, that, that Tory Lanez sent to Megan saying, like, I'm sorry, I apologize for, like, what happened last night. Now, it is important to say that in the text, he didn't say, I'm sorry for shooting you. He just said, I'm sorry for everything that took place last night. And so with that by itself, I guess that that's, does leave room for um, plausible deniability, I guess. However, um, what, what was it, Monty? I think it was like, what, the end of, I, I can't remember when Tory Lanez put out that tweet, but it, it, it couldn't have been like more than two weeks ago from, from this day where he put out that, uh, that tweet that said, hey, 9 p.m. tonight, I'm going to like, basically he, he implied that he was going to speak on the subject. He just said at 9 p.m. tonight, get ready. And then everybody- well, What did he release? He released a goddamn album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. album. It was that... a cover, yeah, it was a, it was a cover. And, I, and the caption says something like, there's a time to be silent and there's a time to speak. But the problem is you had everybody hyped up. It was trending on Twitter. People were like, oh my God, what is he going to be able to say? And then that was that. So then there was more hate. But Monty, when he dropped that song, uh, and I got, I got a, uh, I only heard the audio version. I, I and I'm aware that apparently... which songs, you, uh, which song are you talking about? Because you know, uh, the one, I, I might be thinking of a diff, different one right now. Oh, okay. It was the song where he um went at everybody from J.R. Smith to uh, Chance the Rapper to uh, Megan Sam. He, he he even went at Megan like, yo, how can I shoot you when you were shot from behind? Like, how did you? How could you know it was me or something like that? Um. I, I can't remember. Hold on. Tory Lanez. Oh, sorry, but I had to. It's the song I'm talking about. Oh, so that's a different song because uh, he has a new music video out that came out almost a week ago. Uh, Tory Lanez. Uh, it's called Most High. And okay. that song, that song is blowing up right now. And it's pretty interesting to see how the how the how 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 the you know the controversy is shifting towards 
it's kind of moving in a direction where Tory Lanez is kind of gaining a lot of momentum now. Definitely. It's pretty interesting. Definitely. And if, if you see the comments in that video, and it, there's a lot of people just, just you know, saying Tory Lanez is innocent. He didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> and yeah, it's really yeah. interesting speaking to see how it of, changes. They're speaking of a matter of, of uh, from a matter of certainty, from a perspective of certainty, almost like a religious like a religious experience like i know god is real even though i can't like prove it to you i know god is real that's how they're speaking about this tory situation like i know he didn't shoot her speaking almost as if they were there but i think the the gray in all this would be like okay we don't know what happened um i'm not mm -hmm. comfortable enough to say megan Thee stallion was lying i really don't think she was lying now one could say that you could you could not lie and be wrong at the same time, right? Like you can be. I feel like I feel like if she was lying, you know, Tory Lanez would be would come out right away saying no, she's lying, you know. Right, right, more right. More angry about this instead you of just. I feel like he's just he's kind of in a way kind of gaslighting her, you know, kind of in a way victim blaming. Mm -hmm. That, mm -hmm. but you know, we could be just speaking uh, without any much information that we have because we, we don't really know what happened. Cause yeah, we, it we, seems like a mystery. We but, have limited. We let we have limited information and, and um as long as you know whoever's right or as long as Tory Lanez let's say Tory Lanez didn't uh uh let's say he did do it if he always says that he didn't do it even if he gets convicted in court there's always going to be those people to say well I still don't believe you you know like OJ Simpson by the way I'm not comparing Tory Lanez to OJ that's Simpson funny, that's funny that you mentioned that's funny that you mentioned OJ Simpson because uh on the new video uh that he put out Tory Lanez uh he had a he had a, on the music video. There's a scene where he's uh, putting on a glove that, that that's kind of with the symbolism that you know the glove doesn't fit. You know, right. <laughs> he, he's not he's not you know he's not he might he might he might be telling the truth. You know, he his side of the story might be right. So we don't really know what's going on, but right, it, right. it makes for a good controversy and good entertainment for for the yeah. people out there. Exactly, and yeah, what but what I what I was getting to was like I think the gray in all this is that. I guess um, you can be comfortable in the fact that, hey, I don't know what happened, but this Tory Lanez song is really good. Like you could, you could, like Tory Lanez can rap. He's very talented. I kind of got to agree, man. That song, the, the most high, man. I'm not going to lie. That song is pretty fire, man. Bro, like I always say that talent doesn't discriminate, bro. Like gifts don't discriminate. You can be a, you can, I'm not saying Tory Lanez is a piece of shit, guys. I'm just saying like in general, you can be a piece of shit. You can be R. Kelly. R. Kelly made, I can't, uh, 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 I believe I can fly, bro. He made, I believe I can fly. <laughs> like that, that song, uh, I can't lie, man. That song, I believe, uh, I believe I can fly, man. You can't lie. That song was a hit, man. That, that's a classic. Definitely. He had uh, 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 the, the Ignition remix, which was my, and I'm not even, I wasn't even ever the biggest uh, R. Kelly fan, but there's just records that if you have ever listened to music, you got to know those songs. I believe I can fly. Those are graduation ceremony songs and all types of stuff. But my point is that, go, bringing it back to Tory Lane, is that like, Megan Thee Stallion, the fact is, she did get shot. Tory Lanez, I guess, point of view is, how do you know it was me, right? So, like, mm. technically, um, it takes deception. It, the difference between being, like, wrong and correct and, like, a lie is the intended deception. So, Monty, I can tell you, if you ask me, like, what's, what's two plus two, and I say five, that's me being incorrect. But if I truly believe that, I'm not lying to you. But if I'm teaching you that two plus two equals five, and I know it equals four, that, that that's deception right there. So Megan, so I don't think at any point could Megan be uh, being deceitful. She did get shot. 
Um, now, Tory Lanez is questioning, like, how do you know it was me, though? But from what we know, it, it's, it's still very tricky, just, just the circumstances from what we know. But acknowledging that we have limited information. By the way, Tory Lanez has always been uh, one of my favorite artists. I don't know where he li- lies. In he has talent, man. You can't deny. He definitely has talent. So we, we got we to gotta learn how to separate the artist from, you know, the person in, in, in a lot of different cases. So Bro, I feel I like this one case. Right. I've seen him Like, I've seen him perform. Like he was shoulder to shoulder with me. Like what I mean by that is like he um uh this venue where he was performing at. Like there was a uh a bottom floor and then there was a top floor and it was me and uh, somebody else on the top floor. Like it was just me and me and uh, her up there. And this dude crowd surfed all the way to the back and climbed up to where I was. And they turned around and and did the show from my perspective. So we were like shoulder to shoulder. And bro, it was just uh, uh, an, an immense amount of talent. He went from the, the R&B ballads to the to the rapidy rap stuff um and remember when he did that uh when he did that uh competition with uh Joyner Lucas people really counted Tory Lanez out and I think the the final consensus score of that is that if it if it wasn't that even Tory may have edged it in the second round um uh, yeah we can't forget that he's not he's not just a melodic rapper he can actually also go bar to bar in a lot of different cases I think something's in the water in Toronto, uh, mm. <laughs> or not Toronto. Let, let me not say Toronto. I know Canada's bigger than Toronto. I think there's something in the water in Canada, bro. Like, yeah, he's from Brampton, I think. Uh, Tory Lanez, uh, yeah. same place where Nav is from, I think. But uh, yeah, okay. They definitely, they definitely create a lot of different, a lot of, a lot of unique talent in a way. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. I the only the only thing with uh, Tory though is that I mean there are some evident there there is evidence of his uh anger issues like i'll never forget that video that leaked where um there was this whole debacle of of travis i think tory had said i had wrote for travis scott by the way guys this was like years ago so i I could be messing this up but the point is tory said something to the effect of uh i wrote for travis scott and travis scott was like no you didn't i think he tweeted like no no you didn't or whatever and that ended up being a confrontation that uh, took place in, I think, uh, in Travis Scott's uh, dressing room. I think Tory Lanez went in there and got all up in Travis Scott's face, saying, yo, we can shoot the fade right now. Everybody can get out of here. And and nobody knew this was being recorded. There was somebody that was clearly, like, had a phone probably, like, from their pocket. Like, the the, the camera angle was really, really nasty. The It was like a four, like a three, what, 320p video quality, but you can quite clearly see Tory Lanez really like up close and personal with Travis Scott saying, yo, we can fight right now. Now they've since gotten over this, but the problem is people are like, bro, it didn't even need to be all of that. You didn't have to do all of that. Um, Cause ultimately it was a misunderstanding. Oh, ultimately uh, Travis Scott didn't know that the hook that he sung came from Tory Lanez. It was a song uh, about, I forgot what it's called. It was a TI record basically. And TI had um, Travis Scott uh sing the hook of of uh yeah sing this particular hook on this song and travis scott didn't know that tory lanes was the original creator of that hook so it was ultimately a misunderstanding and had travis scott not say bro i don't want to fight you uh it could have just ended very bad right but and then the sad thing about that is people perceive that as travis scott being weak the fact that he didn't say all right yeah tory let's go now I feel like, yeah, I feel like Tory definitely has a hot head, you know, that type of mentality. He kind of, we, we can't also forget about the other incident that happened with him and uh, Dax. If you know, yeah. if you know what, what what happened with that, where 
he kind of stopped him uh, in the middle of the street, kind of made him apologize, <laughs> which, yeah. which was a pretty weird move if you're like beefing. And uh, I think he had other people with him inside the car. And, you know, Dax yeah, was just in the middle of the street all by himself. That was a bad look. I, Yeah, I feel like he definitely needs to get help because uh, I feel like he, 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 he might be he might be reacting to situations uh, that, you know, without really thinking about what, what the consequences are going to be, you know. And and I feel like I feel like this uh, this new album and the music videos. Do you think he's kind of taking the six nine approach, where he's taking his controversy and putting it into music? And you know, you know how everybody everybody says, you know, controversy creates cash. And I feel like he's making a lot of money out of this. Oh yeah, oh bro, talk about it. Yeah, yeah, six nine generated millions, and it wasn't from like this rap talent. I think all of his success had to do with like majority of the stuff that was going on around the music, but uh, there weren't a lot of people that I could tell you that, that know his songs word for word, even Fifi or whatever. Like, don't get me wrong, 6 9 did have this, like, younger white audience that listened to it, but a lot of the money that was being generated was coming from controversy. And yeah, that's a good point, Monty. Like, Tory Lanez is definitely, definitely kind of taking that. Uh, yeah, I feel like he's definitely learning from 6 9 you know, but... I don't know. He this might be a little different because you know Tori is not just. Uh, he I, I feel like he has he can definitely do a lot more than Six Nine can do when it comes to you know music talent. and just talent wise. Talent. So this this is gonna be interesting but, to see but, how he capitalizes on it. So so we know that Tory Lanez is more talented than Six Nine, and Six Nine will tell you that. Six Nine even had this like he was with hanging out with academics and saying that on 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 his album he wanted a fan to write one of the songs and was very mm-hmm. open about the fact that he didn't write so shout out to take uh, 69 for that um and 69 is a whole nother topic we might talk about 69 on another episode but, but oh yeah he's another figure man we got to dissect yeah very interesting very a very interesting case study like both Tory Lanez in this this Megan Thee Stallion situation and 69 Stitchin situation has never really like the way things transpired has never ever happened in, in hip hop and definitely not modern hip hop, but just hip hop period. Don't get me wrong. There's been a lot of violence, but like a pop star shooting another pop star and, and, and uh, a six nine snitching and getting like a whole gang in trouble, like a gang that's been around for like 18 years. Like that's, that was born and he's in prison. still untouchable, man. He's still out in the streets, you know, even, yeah. uh, even if we thought, you know, he was going to be away for a long time. He's still, he's back out in the streets. Like nothing happened, you know? Right. Not only that, <laughs> it's not really funny. I don't like I don't like the idea of young black men rotting in jail. But like, remember, he's supposed to uh, he's supposed to still be in jail. But due to COVID, they let six nine out earlier. Whereas like, uh, and, and when YMW Melly and I believe Kodak Black heard about that, they tried to like have their lawyers convince the judge to let them out, and uh, the judges were like, hell no, <laughs> they're like hell fucking no. But the, obviously Kodak Black. And YMW Melly didn't get a whole gang indicted. So I guess there's different, you know, uh, privileges. Yeah, possibly, possibly. There's different privileges that come with snitching, right? Um, and YMW Melly. Also with Bobby Smarter too, man, uh, which uh, which was sad because uh, we really thought he was going to be out pretty soon. And yeah, I feel well, like well, he was yeah, denied. What's up with that? I feel like I think the last last thing I heard was uh, he was denied, you know, his... Uh, uh, his the you know the process of getting out i think uh, they kind of delayed that or you know they kind of denied oh, him yeah. uh just getting uh, getting out sooner than possible and bro free that man bro free free smarter free smarter um like he did one of the realest realest things i've ever seen done in, in hip-hop which is you know he took more time so his best friend could get less time that mm. is all 
that's that that's that's up there with uh Emery, the story of Emery Jones, which is like Jay Z's longtime close friend who uh who the the feds, the FBI tried to get him to snitch on Jay Z and Emery was like, Hell no. So they gave him twelve years. And uh but but when, when Emery came out, Jay Z made him like a millionaire really quickly, from what I understand. So uh loyalty does pay off. Uh and it's a very rare thing, I, uh, obviously. But um yeah, but, we can't we can't discount. You know, a lot of people went to jail and bounced back. You know, Boosie, Boosie. You know, he, oh, he definitely God. was. Story. Yep, yep. We can't forget about him. I think Gucci yep. Mane was another story too. You know, there's a lot of people. Cameron, uh, Snoop Dogg has a hit record called "Murder Was the Case" that they mm-hmm. gave. So that's definitely yeah. true. So we, we might have to wait longer for Bobby Schmurder in that case. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Um. What's the next topic? Is there a next topic? We could definitely uh, talk about. Uh, I don't think. I don't think so. I think we covered most of the bases that's going on. But yeah, uh, yeah speaking of speaking of Donald Trump again, man. Uh, I have to. I have to say, man. Uh, he's he's really dropping the ball right now, and because uh, uh, now he has COVID, and that he could, he could really show the country that you know, uh, it. You know, we'll, we'll get through this together. You know, I'll I'll make sure we'll. we'll I'll make sure I'll do even better right now, you know, pro- provide you with uh, whatever, whatever all the people need. And, you know, in this case, but I don't know, man, I feel like he's really dropping the ball. And in November, I feel like it might be a sure case. He's gone. He might be losing, man. And I don't know. I feel like, you know, lose or win is going to be chaos regardless. But I feel like, yeah. you know, he's really, he's really, he's really doing worse than I expected, man, <laughs> which is, which is pretty sad when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, um, the bar is already so low for him, and he's still mm-hmm. like surprising people. He's still surprising people, and uh, yeah, man. Uh, I guess <laughs> I mean we're Americans, so we, we're forced to forced to go along for the ride. But um, yeah, man, we'll definitely see what happens. Uh, uh, one of one of um, my OGs out there, his name is Dr. Omi Congo. He should definitely be a guest uh, at some point. Um, he's a professor at uh, American University. And uh, he's coming out. He's right. He's actually writing a book on Jay Z. And um, he's like speaker, TED talker, poet, rapper. But uh, he posted a, a tweet that was interesting. Um, I think he was quoting somebody else though. It says, "Secret Service agents signed up to take a bullet for the president, but not to take a bullet from the president." And this is speaking on the whole mm. fact that he's involving them with the. With the he could possibly be transmitting COVID nineteen to them, right? Because if See, you're that's interesting, person, how. Uh... You know, do you even speak up as a Secret Service uh, agent for like the president? Like, you know, someone you're supposed to protect is putting you putting you in danger, but you're the one who's supposed to protect that person. Yeah, you're duty bound. You're duty bound. You can't let them go. That's a movie right there, man. That that could be a movie right there. You know, the president that you're supposed to protect is the person uh, you kind (laughs) of. That's putting your life at risk even more than, you know, somebody else might be like a terrorist. I don't know, man. It's right, pretty right. crazy. It's a, it's a crazy plot, but it's not a plot. It's a real life. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, you know what they say, you know, uh, fiction is stranger than uh, truth is uh, stranger than fiction, which is, yeah. which is pretty, which is pretty facts. Facts, facts, facts. Uh, I'd like to say um, also rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Um, and I'm, I'm reminded of, uh, more police injustice because as as we're wrapping it up, there was a, a a headline that says Texas police officer arrested on suspicion of murder and fatal shooting of Jonathan Price. 
Just two days after 31-year-old Jonathan Price was killed by police in North Texas, the Texas Rangers on Monday arrested the officer. They say shot him, saying the officer's actions did not seem, quote, objectively reasonable, unquote. So, I mean, <laughs> at least that officer got, you know, at least at least he got charged, right? Um, but yeah, that's all. But that's a whole another topic, you know, police and justice and all that. Um, yeah, man, twenty twenty, it just keeps on keeps on giving every every single month, man. Because we can twenty twenty is definitely gonna be another topic. Because uh, at the end of the year, we definitely gotta go over everything that oh, yeah. just happened, just month after month, and yeah, uh, the twenty twenty year uh, wrap up is gonna be crazy. <laughs> like, and we still got three more months, three yeah, three more months left, man. So yeah, yeah. We just gotta hope for the best. It just got doesn't get worse and worse. Right, right. If you're religious, uh, uh, you know, pray. If uh, you're not religious, I don't know, meditate or something. Yeah. <laughs> Spread good vibes or whatever. Do do whatever you gotta do to uh, protect yourself and your family or whatever. But uh, yeah. With that being said, man, this this was episode one, uh, the pilot episode. Uh, thanks for um bearing with us, guys. And uh, yeah, till until next time. This was yeah, we'll, de- we'll, we'll definitely be back next week, and uh, there, there there might be some new. You know, there's always something new to talk about, so we'll definitely be back. Definitely, definitely. All right, guys, peace out. Hey, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, man, it was.